This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord welcoming you to the Word of the Lord. Is everybody having fun right about now? I'm sure you are. I'm sure you've gotten your sleep back. Uh, the Trump fans woke up to a Trump landslide, and actually, uh, there were a lot of Trump fans out there. There were more votes for Donald Trump than any previous Republican nominee for president. So that's uh, pretty good. But before we get there, of course, uh, the big story is voter fraud. And I just like to uh, chat with you a little bit about this because, uh, of course, that is the main allegation that is coming from President Trump himself, not to mention uh, all sorts of others. And I'm coming to you, of course, from dead center here in the middle of Pennsylvania, which is uh, fraud central. I have to tell you, uh, Pennsylvania doesn't have the best of reputations on this score. And so I thought I would just run through uh, some of the problems that we've had in Pennsylvania past and present. And I want to start with a lady by the name I, uh, of Rita Pisano. And in 2016, Rita Pisano's daughter-in-law was shocked. And this is according to ABC's WPBI-TV and their action news reporter, Wendy Saltzman. It seems that Ms., Mrs. Pisano had passed away in 2006, 10 years earlier. But, reported Saltzman, state voting records show the South Philadelphia native still listed as an, quote, active voter, unquote, who mysteriously cast ballots in 2008, 2012, 2014, and the 2016 primary, unquote. And right there, in a snapshot, is the underlying problem that has landed former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani in Philadelphia this week. And he is, of course, leading a team of Trump campaign lawyers determined to prevent the Pennsylvania election from being stolen. And as I'm speaking to you, it has now, according to Fox News, switched from red to blue. Giuliani is, of course, a former crusading U.S. attorney who knows his lawyering. And uh, he was there before he was mayor, and he made headlines when he arrived in Philadelphia, saying he was going to, and I'm quoting him, expose the corruption of the Democratic Party, unquote. Corruption in the Democratic Party? I'm shocked. Shocked. The response from Pennsylvania's Democratic Governor Tom Wolf was that he was going to, quote, fight like hell to protect the vote of every Pennsylvanian, unquote. <clears throat> right. To which Pennsylvania's Republican chairman, Lawrence Tabus, replied, quote, the Democratic elected officials in our state, the governor, the secretary of state, the attorney general, They've been using their official position to stack the deck to repeatedly change the rules throughout, unquote. Well, with all of this out there, this is a moment to confirm that, yes, indeed, voter fraud problems are decidedly real and serious. The Public Interest Legal Foundation, which describes itself as a public interest law firm dedicated entirely to election inte integrity, has discovered more than 140,000 instances of potential election fraud in the 2016 and 2018 elections, ranging from the fraud, the fraud comes in the form of individuals illegally working in multiple states 
to someone voting in the name of a deceased person, unquote. The foundation said that in 2012, the Pew Research Center, and they're not a conservative think tank by any means, reported that there were, quote, millions of deceased registrants on the voter rolls. Catch that. Millions. And with millions of others, they were, quote, registered multiple times in multiple states at the same time. And another 10 million had incorrect or outdated addresses. And as we're learning today, the Nevada Republican Party has filed suit in federal court because they have found over 3,000, quote unquote, voters in Nevada who don't live in Nevada. Now, Pennsylvania has had its share of voter fraud problems. Over there at the Heritage Foundation, there is an entire section devoted to what they call, and I love this, a sampling of both nationwide and a uh, nationwide and a state-by-state count of proven instances of fraud, replete with the names and criminal convictions. The sample list, say again, sample, includes 1,298 cases of fraud and 1,021 criminal convictions. The sample for Pennsylvania uh, alone, and sample again is the key word, numbers 23 with criminal convictions for things like false registrations, impersonation fraud at the polls, altering the vote count, and fraudulent use of absentee ballots, unquote. Back in 2015, the Washington Examiner had this to say, Pennsylvania's Secretary of State admitted data showed more than 700 Pennsylvania voters might have cast two ballots in, you can't make this up, in recent elections, uh, yet she said she is powerless, powerless to investigate or prosecute double voters. Nearly 43,000 voters in Pennsylvania had potentially duplicate registrations in either Pennsylvania or other states, the voter registration data cross-checked found. Then the ABC story that I mentioned about uh, Ms. Pisano, uh, they did more checking. And their story reported this, that Action News dug through a decade's worth, a decade's worth of election and death records to see if there was any truth to the claim of deceased voters. Uh, And sure enough, they said that what they found was stunning. And there are many more names in their report. And it would be a mistake, a big one, to think that voter fraud is nothing more than dead people on the rolls, or as I call them, um, VD, uh, VWD, voting while dead. Uh, there are more than dead people doing this, unfortunately. Um, in 2016, Laura Ingram's uh, website, LifeZet, reported that the Public Interest Foundation had discovered, quote, at least 86 non-citizens who had been registered voters in Philadelphia since 2013, and almost half, 40, had even voted in at least one recent election. Then go back to May of 2020, and the U.S. attorney in eastern Pennsylvania indicted a former Democratic judge of elections in Philadelphia. The indictment, said the judge, uh, said the judge was based on, and I'm going to read you literally from the uh, Department of Justice news release, one, conspiracy to deprive Philadelphia voters of their civil rights 
by fraudulently stuffing the ballot boxes for specific Democratic candidates in the 2014, 2015, and 2016 primary elections. And two, it was about a violation of the Travel Act, which forbids the use of any facility in interstate commerce, in this case a cell phone, with the intent to promote certain illegal activity, in this case bribery. The judge admitted uh, the, the judge who was indicted admitted that, yes, indeed, he was paid by a political consultant to do this. And this is one I love. Who can forget that in the 2012 contest between President Obama and now Utah Senator Mitt Romney, in which, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, in 59 Philadelphia voting divisions, Mitt Romney received zero, say again, <laughs> zero votes. While Philadelphia is, and I'll freely admit this, a Democratic stronghold, the idea that Barack Obama beat Mitt Romney in those 59 voted precincts, 19,605 to zero, defies common sense. I could go on and on and on with examples of voter fraud in Pennsylvania and around the country, stretching over decades. One of my favorite stories uh, does not involve... uh, Pennsylvania. It involves a gentleman from Texas by the name of Lyndon B. Johnson, who was, of course, the 36th president of the United States. Uh, One of the best LBJ stories is when he was Congressman Johnson in 1948, and Texas was Democratic in those days. So their primary contests were uh, the, the equivalent of a general election. And he was running for the United States Senate against the governor of Texas, the Democratic governor named Koch Stevenson. And a while back, the uh, Real Clear Politics editors took a look at this, and they went back to Mr. Caro, and they wrote this. One thing that cannot be disputed is that voter fraud has been a continual theme in American history. And they go on to tell the story of LBJ's race, in which the boss of Duval County, a guy named George uh, Parr would basically gin up the number of votes that LBJ needed whenever he needed them. Carroll wrote, in two counties in which Parr's rule was absolute, the figures were even more one-sided. In Starr County, it was 2,908 for Johnson, 166 for Stevenson. And in Duval, Parr's home county, it was 4,195 for Johnson and 38 for Coke Stevenson. But the kicker to all of this is that there was, uh, LBJ still came up short and there had been uh, suddenly discovered six days after the election, uh, an election box, as they called it. (laughs) And they went through it and uh, they had, uh, let me see, enough ballots in Precinct 13 to put Lyndon Johnson on top by 87 votes. And thereupon, he won his Senate seat. It was taken to the Supreme Court of the United States, where Hugo Black, the uh, Supreme Court justice uh, appointed by Franklin Roosevelt, who was responsible for the Fifth Circuit, made sure that he ruled that this fraudulent election was no business of the federal government. And Lyndon Johnson was on his way to being United States Senator from Texas, later Majority Leader, later Vice President, and eventually President. 
He won, however, in that 1948 race of, uh, with 87 votes. He won the nickname that stuck with him ever after of Landslide Linden. So what do we have here? What we've got are um, Philadelphia uh, Trump people had been shut out of the convention center. Now I guess they're back in there. But you, you need to take a look at how they're back in there. They're being told that they have to stand six feet away from the, uh, the person who's count, uh, uh, counting the ballot. Now, let me just ask you, you stand six feet from somebody holding a piece of paper and see if you can read that paper. Of course you can't. Uh, this is what's going on here. This is going on right uh, under our eyes, right in front of our eyes. And uh, uh, knowing Donald Trump, I don't think he's going to put up with this for two seconds. So there's going to be a fight, and it may well, in fact, get to the Supreme Court of the United States. But suffice to say, here we are a couple days after the election, and this election is far from over. And when you see Joe Biden's friends in the uh, press suddenly start referring to him as uh, the president-elect, you'll know that this fight is only going to intensify. So stay tuned and please uh, keep uh, checking in on my website, The Jeffrey Lord, and come back here to The Word of the Lord, where we, not uh, big uh, liberal media outlets here, we will keep you informed of what's actually going on. Okay, until the next time, this is Jeff Lord for The Word of the Lord. Bye-bye. 